Hey Alexa, what's the definition of hustle? To be aggressive, especially in business or other financial dealings. You're listening to the H for Hustle podcast, designed to inspire future entrepreneurs to take the leap from working for someone else to pursue their passions and side hustles and turning them into full-fledged businesses. My name is Jerome Fenton. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Every week, I'll be speaking with an entrepreneur that has taken that leap. We'll be talking about the lessons they've learned and how they've turned their passions and side hustles into full-fledged businesses. H for Hustle Podcast. Welcome back. back, back Another back, back, illustrious episode up ahead. Up ahead, up ahead. And on today's episode, we're doing something a little bit different. This is an update episode. Well, today I'll be speaking to Nick Mattia from Ready Strong Meals. If you guys have been here from the very early beginning, you'll remember Nick's story. He is episode number eight. I will link that episode up in the description. But for those who haven't heard that episode, Nick was working at Salesforce in the sales department, hated it, and he always wanted to uh, become a cook. He took a job working for free in restaurants and then uh, eventually learned how to cook and then went off on his own and started his own meal prep company. At the time that I spoke with him, he was very early, about year one within his business. So I wanted to reach out to him because I wanted to see how he was able to maneuver through a pandemic, how he was able to grow his business and where he is now in his entrepreneurial journey. So I'm not going to waste too much time. Let's get into the episode right now. Boom. Boom. H for Hustle Podcast. Welcome back. So... Um, this is our first ever update uh, episode where I'm going to update you about an entrepreneur we interviewed very early. He was very early in his process, and now we're doing an update episode and kind of catching up the audience and where um, Nick Mata from Ready Strong Meals. Nick, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jerome. Appreciate it, man. Glad to be back. I got the mustache and all for you. So, <laughs> um, lots, lots has changed, you know, since yes. uh, we've we've been on. So, yeah, on this uh, side as well, you know, the audience has grown. So, a lot of people might not even know who you are. Some from the early yeah. stages might know who you are. So, let's go a little bit back. Where? Like, let's give you the quick version of the story. If you guys want to hear the full version, episode number eight, I will link to that in the description. But Nick, just give us the quick version of your story. Yeah, man. So, quick intro. My name is Nick. I'm the CEO and founder of Ready Strong Meals. What we do is we are a prepared meals company uh, based out of Union City, New Jersey, serving mostly Hoboken, New Jersey City, and now New York City. Um, and I, I started the company about three years ago after leaving my corporate job because I just wasn't happy um, and I wasn't fulfilled, didn't make an impact uh, on a daily basis. I was stagnant. Um, I just was floating through life and I really wanted to make a change. So I winded up um, leaving my very good paying corporate sales job to work in kitchens for, for free um, and did that for about a year. And while I was doing that, I was cooking for some friends and family. And then those friends hold other friends. And, you know, now I have a, a company based around it um, where we're serving right now. We have like hundreds of customers and doing, you know, hundreds of meals on a, on a weekly basis um, just from an idea. So, you know, I think it's, um, it's, you know, it's definitely a good business and a lot has changed since we've, uh, we've spoken, um, for the better, uh, which is good, but, you know, obviously dealing with problems, dealing with the struggles, dealing with issues, um, coronavirus, the pandemic, you know, 
Uh, don't, don't jump too far ahead. Yeah, I want to get into yeah. that. I want to get into that. So when we first spoke, how many meals were you preparing at that time? So I think we were doing like 80, 90 meals. Um, we first and where, are you, where are you now? Because this is like almost a year and year and change later. So uh, how many meals are you delivering now? Past 400. Wow. Um, That's so uh, we weren't delivering. We had a few different pickup locations. Um, I think I was actually even staying at one pickup location to hand deliver meals to people. Now my, you know, my bandwidth is stretched thin, um, because we're doing, you know, a lot more meals and we're busier. Um, we're delivering now, uh, to Hoboken, Jersey city, um, some parts of North Jersey and then New York city and some outer boroughs as well. So we're looking to, in the next year or so expand that, um, to, cover all the outer boroughs and then central Jersey. Um, as... So, Hold on, Can you say that again? Cause you broke up your connections lagging a little bit. Oh, sorry. I think my, I think the internet was, um, yeah. So we plan on, um, delivering central New Jersey as well as the outer boroughs of New York within the next year. Uh, mm -hmm. Right now, we do delivery to Hoboken, Jersey City, um, parts of North Jersey, and uh, New York City, and a few outer boroughs. Got it. So when we first spoke, you were very early in your business. Maybe you were like year one, maybe a couple months yeah. in. Um, and you know, last year, 2020, by March, we were in a completely different situation. Um, uh, you know, coronavirus hit. We were in a lockdown. Um, you know, restaurants had to close. Anything that had like right. food preparation went to delivery. Um, how were you able to, I guess, deliver or how was your business affected around that time? Yeah, so so my whole business model got turned upside down, right? Because all the gyms were closed. And that's where your pickup so, locations were. And, and that's where exactly where the pickup locations were. So, you know, I could have easily been like, all right, like this business didn't work. Um, I tried and just uh left and got a got a job you know or, or do you know do something else mm -hmm. um but obviously i wanted to continue um and i just embraced that like there's going to be struggles and and problems and issues and then it's like not um you know you just don't give up when you when you put when there's some pushback and there's resistance it's how do you figure out how to get around it um so how so did I, you do that how did you get around it so i quickly pivoted to delivery um, and, you know, I made the announcement like, Hey, we're going to deliver, um, all of our pickup locations are closed. I didn't have a driver. I didn't have it figured out, but I knew I was going to figure out regardless. Got it. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of, I think the mentality that you need to have is like, you're not going to have everything figured out along the way. Like, yeah, you can have a plan. Like you should have a plan. You should be strategic and, you know, have certain milestones. But at the end of the day, like, there's going to be things that happen out of your control, like a pandemic that you have to kind of just pivot and then adjust. Um, so what we did was I was doing the deliveries. I hired a, a driver um, to help with deliveries. And thank God we had everything set up in terms of like we had all the systems in place to do orders and, um, you know, have people order online. And then we just quickly um Pivoted to the delivery on. model. Yeah, we just quickly turned things on the back end um, and we shifted to only delivery. So we were only delivering, no pickup available. Um, and it winded up working. It winded up actually um, growing my business. 
instead of the the opposite, which basically, you know, coronavirus decimated most of the restaurants in New York City, New Jersey, you know, all across the world, really. Um, I had everything set up in terms of, you know, ordering. I know a lot of old school restaurants, they were pick up only or they're sit down only or fine dining. And for them, it's a very big adjustment to, you know, transition from, you know, walking, having a customer walk in to doing delivery only. Yeah. Um, um, so practice. did any of your customers, because a lot of people got affected, everybody was in their house, you know, people lost their jobs or they were laid off for a while. Did anybody quit their subscription or like say, you yeah, know, I can't it, do it was, this? Yeah, it was funny. Like early on, I don't know if you remember during like the like April, like mm-hmm. March time frame, everybody wanted to be a chef and like mm-hmm. everybody was like, baking banana bread and they were home <laughs> right they were doing all like the you know, oh cooking is so fun you know baking is so i'm gonna do banana bread i'm gonna cook a nice meal and then they started to realize that man i don't want to do this anymore i don't want to cook i don't want to clean i got all these pots and pans i don't want to <laughs> deal with it so i actually lost a lot of customers during the first you know i think a lot of people were just like pulling back on spending because they yeah. didn't know what was going to happen um so i lost a lot of customers during you know, the April, March time frame. And then as the weather started getting nicer out, I picked up um, a lot more customers and a lot of those customers that were ordering reordered. Got it. Um, so, with me. so were you able to pick up new customers? Cause again, most of marketing went online or, you know, like yeah. people were kind of scared. So how do, were you able to pick up new customers around that time? Yeah. So I actually, um, what I did was I, during coronavirus, I ran ads on um, Facebook and Instagram, and I picked up, you know, some customers through through that route. Um, I also did some some Google AdWords as well, because um, a lot of people were searching, you know, healthy meals. Um, a lot of people were more cognizant of their health, and they wanted to be more health conscious because the quarantine fifteen is a real thing. I mean, yeah. I I experienced it myself. Yeah, you know, I was indoors. I'm working off more. my fifteen right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I was indoor. You know, you're indoors, right? You're not getting as much. Activity, you're not meeting with people face to face. You're not, you're just Working, not out and yeah. about, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we were in the kitchen, you know, we were in the kitchen a couple of days a week, but like other than that, I was doing Zoom meetings. I was just trying to have a regimen in terms of working out. Um, but you tend to eat a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think if people were seeing that, they wanted to be a little healthier. Um, and then I, you know, really kind of doubled down on on uh on some ads and um that has worked. Um you know, as well as just focusing on two things, which I've been focusing on since day one is food quality and customer service. Um, it's ensuring that the food is, you know, well, not only good, but getting better um, every single day. And it is improving. It's funny, as we're doing more meals, the food's actually improving, wow. um, which most companies like as you're doing more meals, the food quality goes down. So just to go back for a second, real quick, you were making food a couple of days a week, prepping, preparing them, then jumping in your car and hiring another driver to go deliver the food. So your work must, your workload must have increased dramatically. Yeah. I mean, I'm still doing that, Jerome. Like I'm still delivering in, in the city like myself. So, you know, Monday mornings, like, you know, we're in the kitchen very early, we're prepping, we're cooking, getting all the orders ready. And then I hop in my car and deliver to New York City. And some of our drop-off locations. Um, I'm still kind of in the weeds, right? Yeah. Eventually, I'm looking to hire another driver, which I think in the future um, we should have to, you know, uh, do my deliveries, and then I can really focus on being in the kitchen a little bit more. 
um, and, and growing the business. So, and then so, eventually yeah. you'll take yourself out of the kitchen and just yeah. focus on business growth. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know how it is, right? It's like, you know, at first I was doing everything I was doing, yeah. you know, prepping, cooking, delivering. Now I have, you know, a team of three cooks. I have a driver. Um, you know, I have people that, that help me and support me and they, they see my vision they understand, you know, here's where we have to go. Um, and everybody has a great attitude, which is awesome. I think that's, you know, um, really important is when you're building a team is having everyone is on the same page in terms yeah. of, you know, especially in the, top, as, right, especially yeah. in the, the early stages, like attitude yeah. is massive, like attitude is better than actual skill in the early stages. If the person has an attitude and they're down for the vision, then it's, then it's easier to like, I, I'll teach you how to do everything else. If you could Couldn't come with more. This. Yeah. So now you're an official like entrepreneur, right? Like you said, you could have tucked your tail and you could have, you know, you could have said, you know what, I tried this thing didn't yeah. work out, but yeah. you, you went through one of the most critical times for a business. Now we're kind of coming out of it slowly. Um, and you were able to grow and you know, get new customers and retain new skills. What are some of the things you'd say you've learned as an entrepreneur during this last, I guess, three years since we, you know, two years since we last spoke, but, you know, I guess it's three years total, um, you know, from when you first started to now, which like say three things that you learned about yourself as um, a business. Say, yeah. I mean, listen, man, I would say number one, um, you got to be comfortable with risk. I think that's super important because there's, if there's no risk, there's no reward. How did um, you get comfortable with that? You just, you, you learn to embrace that um, if you're not like leveling up and if you're not growing and if you're not risking things, then there's no chance for you to succeed and there's no chance for you to like grow and, um, and make strides in, in your business. So, you know, it just kind of like, you just have to be aware of it and just be comfortable with taking risks because if you're not, then you're just not like leveling up. So yeah. if you're too comfortable and like everything's good and everything's smooth, then like you're not, I feel like you're not living up to your fullest potential. Yeah. Um, which, you know, a lot, a lot of people, they, they get a little shocked by, right. It's like scared money. don't make no money. Right. You yeah. have to spend money in order to make money. Um, and that's just the name of the game. Like you're going to be wasting money. Like I waste, you know, I, I wasted a ton of money on like, you know, I did this one, like, um, I worked with this one, you know, blogger that I wasted a ton of money on. But, um, if I didn't do that, like I wouldn't have, I would have no idea. Right. So it's like, I think you have to be comfortable with, you know, being able to take risk. Um, uh, so I, that's definitely like number one, uh, number two is anticipate challenges before they come. So every day I wake up, what could go wrong? Um, you know, what could, you think about that consciously? Is that like conscious? Oh, like, what could go wrong today? Like, could the driver yeah, not oh, show up today? <laughs> dude, it's on my mind every single day, right? Could a driver not show up? Could a cook not show up? Could my driver, you know, God forbid, get into an accident? Um, if if that would happen, like, how would I pivot? How would I adjust? Would a cook not show up, and then the food is, you know, not cooked? Um, and then I have to call somebody else, or I have to jump in myself. Um could my website crash? Could the kitchen that I'm cooking out of have a fire? Like there's so many things that go through my mind and I'm just trying to think, okay, like if these were to play out, like what can I do to, um, quickly like, you know, adjust. So, yeah, I mean, I think about that every single day. 
Um, so I feel like it's, if you anticipate and you know, it's going to happen, it's not a su surprise. I feel like when you're in business, you shouldn't be surprised about things that kind of come your way. If there's a little pushback or a little resistance, you should just be like, okay, this happened. How do I, mm -hmm. you know, now, like I, I call it like the 60 second, like rules, like you've been bitch about it for 60 seconds and really, and then after that, yeah, and really complain, like I've done that. Like, I just, I like I go nuts, right? For six seconds. Yeah, I've raged out and broken yeah, shit. Yeah, like, you mean it didn't show up? Ah! Listen, man, <laughs> a lot of punk parks in the, in the walls, right? <laughs> you know, that's, I mean, I don't think people realize, like, that's what you go through when you're trying to build something meaningful. Like, you're, you go, you know, you're under a lot of stress. And, like, I know that the problems are only going to get bigger and worse. Um, and I'm okay with that. Like, I expect that things are going to go wrong and things aren't going to go my way. And if things do go my way, man, that's a win. You know what I mean? Like if I wake up and like things are like smooth and like everybody's cool and things great, like awesome. Um, I've dealt with a lot of, you know, problems in, in the kitchen that I was in, um, in the previous kitchens that I, that I, that I was in, you know, everybody, um, when you're renting out space and you're trying to build something, um, you know, I'm not to my own horn, but some people that are renting out other space from you are, are you know, that they, they get a little jealous, you know? So yeah. Sometimes they're in competition with you. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, you know, it's, it, it boggles my mind, but there is some jealousy involved. There's people that try to take advantage of you. I learned that early on. Um, so, you know, you have to all, you have to, you know, you have to literally have your head on a swivel like 24 seven yeah. being a business owner. And what would um, you say the third thing that you learned? And I would say the third thing that I learned is, um, is going back to the attitude, like having a good attitude every single day um, and really being positive. Cause it's so easy when you're building something to be negative and get sucked into like the, the hole of like, man, this is not working or that's not working. Um, and I've done that before, right? Like I've done that early on. I've done that when I was in corporate jobs. Um, it's been hard. You know, I really try to hold myself accountable um, for everything that, that happens, even if it's not my fault, right. Even if it's, let's say a customer, um, orders at a different location and they're calling me and they're, you know, saying, Hey Nick, like what's going on here. You know, I just, I know at the end of the day, like it's on me. Um, so just having that like good attitude and making sure that you're kind of, um, you know, putting out good energy in, mm -hmm. into the world. Uh, I believe in that, you know, I'm, I'm not like, a super religious person or like i just believe in like if you're putting out good you know energy and you're doing the right thing in the universe like it'll pay you back like it's good karma right yeah. the same for like bad karma like if you're putting out bad advice bad energy you take advantage of people you're screwing people over like that's gonna that's gonna be on you like maybe not now but like years from now like you're it'll come back it always does it always comes back <laughs> yeah. so i think those are the three things right comfortable taking risk um the second is you know, having a good attitude and then uh, anticipating any issues that are coming issues. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, it's one of the most interesting things is that I feel like a lot of people who went through this time of um, coronavirus and it really stretched them as a business owner, stretches them as an entrepreneur um, and they adapted and changed through this time. I think there's going to be this massive uptick that takes place after. And I feel like a lot of people who figured it out are going to continue to keep on figuring it out as time goes. Uh, what's one thing besides like the delivery, is there like a thing or a tool or a service or something that you implemented within your business a lot more that you were never paying attention to before? 
Um, well, I think going back to your point, I think it's, I think it weeded out like the fake like entrepreneurs, the people mm-hmm. that like were trying to like rent know, a Lambo if, and show you yeah, the life. Yeah. Entrepreneur, so it weeded out those people. Um, in terms of, you know, what was the question exactly again? Jerome? I said, what are, is there certain things, tools or services or something that you, you never were dealing with before that you now apply to your business based on the times that we just had or the last three years that we just kind of had as a business? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think, uh, I think it's like, it, it's changing. Like these times are, are changing every single day. Um, and I think it's like having a model um, like having an ordering model where people can feel safe and order food, mm-hmm. um, to, we were doing, so, um, in the beginning we were doing contact free delivery, okay. which I would never think in a million years, that would be like something that would be a thing, right? Like, it's just like when you deliver somebody, they answer the door, whatever, you know, they tip, et cetera. Um, so we were doing contact free delivery for, um, I mean, we're still basically doing it now. Some people just don't feel comfortable, uh, with, you know, with food and, you know, with, um, dealing with people. So, uh, we were doing that and then, you know, giving the customer the ability to just order and then have it at their fingertips in a couple of days Got is, it. uh, is huge for them. So. Got it. And is the person buying more now? Are they buying like six meals at one time or are they still just buying like every day or how, how's the process changed? Has that process changed or? my average order actually increased um, $23 during coronavirus because what's happening is people were eating lunch. They were going, so there were before coronavirus, people were um, ordering my meals for dinner only and they were uh, eating lunch in the city. They were eating lunch, you know, at their wherever. desk, whatever they were doing their own thing. But now that they're home and they don't want to cook or, you know, they're not ordering from uh, their you know normal lunch place in, in New York or wherever it is, they're actually ordering more meals through, through us. Wow. Um, so, you know, the average order actually increased by 23 bucks and people are now ordering lunch and dinner uh, yeah. as opposed to just dinner. So uh, there was actually an uptick in business, um, you know, which, uh, which is always good. It's, yeah. It's great. So you might've lost some customers, but the customers that you did have were buying more. Exactly. And then when they came, the customers that came back, they're now ordering more as well because they're ordering two meals instead of one. Yeah. And, and the churn rate is, you know, like pretty low and the customers that, you know, for whatever reason they drop off, um, maybe they just want to do their own thing or they're, they're, they might be traveling, obviously not much in 2020. Um, but they always come back, right? Like last week I had a, I had like four customers that haven't ordered in three months and they came back because they know the food is good. They know they can rely on us. Um, and they just, you know, they, they like the service that, that we're providing. So, so our churn rate is very low retention rate is pretty high. So I had saw, you know, on Instagram that you were during the height of like the pandemic, you were actually making food and delivering food to healthcare workers. Was that a, a part of the strategy of marketing or was just like, you know what, it's yeah. just time to be a good person. You, you know what, man, I, I think it's a little bit of both, right? Um, okay. Just to be honest, you know, just to be very candid with you, I'm not going to say it was just out of, you know, I like to do the right thing, but um, it also, you know, we were, you know, we didn't really, we grew a little bit during during the pandemic. So we actually partnered with a flat flag organization, uh-huh. which is frontline, um, like a fl- frontline uh, worker Workers organization. Yeah. Yeah. That basically raised a bunch of money and, um, we essentially, it, we negotiated a deal where 
Um, they paid us uh, a certain amount of, you know, certain amount of dollars per meal, less than, you know, my average price. Um, so it was a little bit of both where, you know, we were helping out frontline, but we were also getting, you know, compensated a little bit for it. Got it. That, but that's um, a still a smart business. And then, yeah. Did any of those people turn into eventual customers? Do you know? No, none of them, none of them turned into customers. It was just, uh, you know, we did it for a couple of weeks. Um, and we wanted, that wasn't the goal that was, you know, it was more just doing the right thing, you know, helping out the, the nurses, the, the, the doctors, um, you know, all the people on the front lines, which, you know, we greatly appreciated. Um, and we still appreciate that. I mean, it's crazy. It's still going on. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Um, my wife's a frontline worker. She's a nurse. So, you know, she was in the thick of it. Um, still is kind of, it's, it's not as bad as it once was, but definitely, um, still there. Um, now there's a question I kind of ask everyone, you know, for you, you've been in it, an entrepreneur for three years now, um, your business have grown, you've seen some tough times. What advice would you give to that person who's sitting where you were about four years ago? Would you tell them to take the risk now? Would you tell them to stay at that desk? Like, what would you do? I mean, listen, man, I, you know, it's tough, right? Like it, cause you try to justify and I, I posted something, I think it was today or yesterday. A lot of people, like they make excuses of like when they're going to start. Right. And they try to justify it. Like, okay, if I have, you know, once I have X amount of money saved, you know, once I'm an established relationship, once I have a kid, um, you know, once I get that promotion, then I'm going to start, you know, my business or then I'm going to you know, start my, my side hustle. And I think that's a losing mindset. I think that, um, and I had that, you know, the only reason why I say that is because I had that mentality years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking about that. I was sitting at my desk, you know, thinking, all right, like once I have like certain amount of money saved, I'm going to start it. Um, you, you can't really think like that, right? You have to just start, like, there's never a better time to start today. Um, because every second, every hour, every day that goes by, it's going to be that much harder, right? You're going to have, you're making more money, hopefully at your job. Um, you know, you're going to have more stress. You're going to have more um, BS to deal with. And it's going to be harder to leave. So you have to just pull that cord now um, and start. And it's never going to be easy. The conditions are never going to be right. They're never going to be perfect. Um, but you have to understand that, you know, if you want to go after your dreams, like you're going to have to, you're going to have to take a risk. Like, you know, going back to what we were saying, like there's a risk you sitting there at your desk right now. And there's also a risk um, leaving and starting your own business. Yeah. So either way, you're taking a risk. It's just which, what do you want to do? Yeah. What I loved about the coronavirus is it showed everybody that what they thought was stable wasn't stable, right? Yeah, a lot man. of people lost yeah. their jobs. They were sitting there with the cushy thinking things Ooh. were sweet. And, you know, the security that they thought they had literally got yanked from I think there's two people that came out of like the coronavirus. I think those are people that like, you know, I think, I think Diddy said it best. He was like, if 2020 didn't, um, I think I remember seeing this is if, if 2020 didn't, if 2020 didn't increase your hustle, you didn't have hustle or something like that. If 2020 didn't bring out the hustle out of you, it ain't in you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a, that's a great one. Because a lot of those people were saying, if I had more time, right? If I had more time and, you know, you had quarantine, could you hear me? The internet connection wanted to say, um, if, if I had more time, right, you were quarantining for a year, what, what were we doing? You know, <laughs> you, all the you time were sitting in, the in your apartment, right? 
you had all the time in the world. So I think, the, I think those people, like it, it, it exposed the people that said, Oh, like once, you know, once I start, once I do this, then I'll start this, whatever. And then the other people that just kind of like head down focus, like, um, you know, I, I, I liked, I mean, obviously I didn't like what happened, but I liked kind of just like focusing and like zooming in on like my thing, because then, you know, I got like real quiet and I was like, all right, there's all this like chaos going around. Like, how, how can I try to figure out, you know, how to, you know, grow not only professionally, but personally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I got, you know, I tried to just focus, man, just, just do my thing and not really, um, post much and, and, um, you know, I was doing all the right things in terms of like social distancing and not really going anywhere. I was yeah. kind of just hold up in my apartment, you know, and just like running outside, lifting weights in, in the apartment and then just like working. Um, so I think, you know, it exposed the people that said, oh, if I had more time and then it also do anything with that also. time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if you didn't come out with like a skill or like a business or like something in 2020 that, you know, you could benefit from like, yeah. you're never gonna you're like you're losing <laughs> you didn't have it in you. yeah you didn't really have it in you yeah, you don't just, really have you don't have it in you you should just stick with the job and get a paid salary and you know just continue on with life so yeah. so so what's the uh this is a last question um parting advice for any early stage entrepreneurs anyone who's sitting on the sidelines anyone that's thinking about trying what's the one piece of advice you wish you had heard before you started that you'd want to give to them yeah um I think, um, I think it's aggressive patience, which is kind of like an oxymoron. I heard it from a, uh, an entrepreneur, um, Andy Frisella, who runs a uh, first form. And basically what it means is having a sense of urgency every single day, but also being patient in the long run, knowing that what you're doing today, um, will generate tomorrow. So yeah you know, really just understanding that, like, be patient, but also like, attack the day and win the day and make sure that like, you're doing everything you can. Um, and then as long as you're trying to like, move forward every single day, like, you're just you're bound to like, be successful yeah. and, and make it. So yeah. I think it's like, just hang in there and um, take action and just make sure that you're, you're improving every single day. And if you're not, then, um, you know, because if you're not improving, you're, you're you're, you're going backwards, backwards right? yeah. If you're stagnant, you're going you're going backwards. So yeah, I, the advice I tell people is that you have to gr- you have to grind like it's going to happen today, but expect in your mind it's going to happen five, 10, 20 years from now. Yeah, like you have and, and to, the world. Of, yeah, yeah, and the world of like instant gratification, like today, I think it's like harming a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, because you know people will do something and like they'll do something in like a month and not see results and they'll quit. Yeah. I heard this quote that said, the last thing that grows on a tree is a fruit, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to plant the seed that has to grow, has to sprout. But then the last thing that ever comes out is the fruit. But a lot of people just want the fruit before they even get the tree. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, listen, I've been at it for three years and now like, you know, people are starting to like call and, and message and yeah. reach out. Like in the beginning, like I was totally my thumbs. Like, I, I don't know. You know, I was like, you know, <laughs> call me like. <laughs> Texting yourself, like, come on, is somebody on the right. side? Like, is this I thing working? My friends like, hey, guys, order. You know, now it's like, <laughs> you know, I mean, listen, it takes, I don't know, it takes five years to, to see traction, you know, yeah. and if you're, if you're okay with that, you understand that. Then great, you know. But if you if you don't 
you know, understand that concept and you think it's going to happen over a course of six months, even a year, like you're, you're going to lose, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think aggressive patience is, is everything. Yeah. My mentor, oh, he used to tell me all the time, it takes 10 years for you to be an overnight success. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> cause in 10 years people were like, Oh, he just came from nowhere. It's like, no, right, I've been right, here. The exactly. whole time. <laughs> like, you didn't see the nights he was fucking grinding yeah. you see the where, you know, he lost sleep. Like, yeah. You didn't see, you know, the, 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 the early mornings and the late nights and the stress, like everybody thinks, Oh, he's an overnight success. Like he hit the lotto. He got lucky. Like anyone who says like somebody got lucky because they got successful is like, dude, you're like crazy. You're out of your mind. Like if yeah. you think someone got lucky and they put in 10 years of work and they just got lucky and they made it overnight. Like, no, these people have been at it for 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. And you're now finally starting to see the fruits of those years paying exactly. off today. Yeah. Dude, like I'm now, I'm, fi- I'm finally like, I'm, you know, I'm gaining some confidence and traction because I'm finally like, pe- like random people. Like this is what I always dream for is like people that didn't know who I was personally like are ordering from me, you know, cause they're finding me on like Facebook and like Instagram and Google mm-hmm. and like, you know, friends are telling friends. So like, you know, I've been at it for three years and like, dude, I'm, I barely scratched the surface. Like I, I know I haven't really done anything yet. Like, you know, I'm, I'm barely like, I barely made, you know, made a dent. And things, yeah, just, um, just scratching the surface, which is exciting, yeah, and yeah. this is why I want to have you back on because I know, like, I, I want to stay close to your progress, and then you know, in, yeah. the, in the next, the next, you know, ten years or so, when we speak yeah, again, man. or five years or so, it's like, oh yeah, I have fifteen employees, the shit's blowing up, like, you know, yeah, uh, and we'll yeah. see. Well, the I'm an overnight then. success. Look, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just made it. <laughs> um, that's why I want to stay close and document the journey with you, yeah, and man, I want to say, yeah. yo, thank you so much um, for. Um, for, for, for jumping on the show. Thank you so much for believing in this concept very early. Yeah, for sure. um, I love before, it. Man. You know, before this was actually a thing, you was like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. So um, thank you so much for that. And, you know, um, if people want to find you, if they want to order some food, they're in the tri-state area. When are you going to start going national? When's the goal to go like all over the place? Because I need to go uh, you know, yeah, I mean, hopefully, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, slow and steady wins the race yeah. day at a time. Um, I will be, you know, hopefully I'll be, I'll be national, national. That's the goal. Okay. Um, but I want to make sure that Jersey, New York, Connecticut, obviously take care of first. And then, you know, eventually we, uh, we expand a little bit more. So the decent amount um, of the audience yeah, is in New Decent amount of the audience is in New Jersey and in New York. So if they want to find your meals, where can yeah. they go and find some or order yeah, some food from you? Uh, readystrongmeals.com. It's R-E-A-D-Y-S-T-R-O-N-G-M-E-A-L-S.com. Um, they can find me on Instagram, which is at readystrongmeals or Facebook, which is just readystrongmeals. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn personally. I you know post a lot of content on there. Um, my name is uh, Nicholas Mattia, M-A-T-T-I-A. Um, and, uh, yeah, my personal Instagram is Nikki Matz and I C K Y M A T Z. So any questions, feel free to reach out if you're sitting at your desk and you know, you're kind of miserable and you want to just shoot the shit with, uh, with me and you know, I can give you my advice and my, my story and my two cents. I'll be happy to chat with you. Got it. And I'll link up everything that he just said in the description. So if you guys want to order food, if you want to talk to him, I'll have all of that in the description as well. Nick, again, thank you so much for being on, on the show. Thank you so much for being a guest. 100% Jerome. Take care, bro. Take care, bro. Take care, bro.
And just like that, another illustrious episode is in the can. Man, what a dope episode. I'm happy that I was able to do an update, talk with Nick, find out how he was able to maneuver through the pandemic and still grow his company. Um, you know, hopefully in the next five years, he'll still be able to pick up my calls and he's not too big time. <laughs> I'm just joking. I know he'll pick up my calls. So, um, you know, that's it, guys. I'm not going to waste too much time. I'm just going to wrap it up with a quote from the late, great Nipsey Hustle. The quote goes, this game will test you. Never fold. Stay 10 toes down. It's not on you. It's in you. And what's in you, they can't take away. That's it, guys. Peace. Boom. Boom. Boom.